You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody. Now it's time for our Grassroots Citizens Panel. And join me in studio is Dr. Bridget Melson. She is California Chairperson of Rick Santorum's Political Action Committee, yes, sir. known as Patriot Voices. Why does Rick Santorum have a pack in California? Will he be running for president again in 2016? You know, he's taking a good hard look at it, and uh, we are laying the foundation, so I'm excited. All right, to, uh, that's interesting. Have news. All right, also in studios, he was previously is Barry Nussbaum. Barry is founder and president of the Israel Group. Barry, thanks, thanks for holding over. Appreciate it. Also in studio is comedian actor, former intern in the Clinton White House. Blue badge cleared. Blue badge cleared. West Wing clearance. Yeah, Will vote. And Will also was a writer for the Late Late Show. Uh, good to see you, Will. Thank you, Rick. Good to be here. And joining us from Tallahassee, Florida, as he often does, is the managing editor of the Daily Surge at DailySurge.com, J Jerome Hudson. Judson, I mean Jerome Judson. Jerome, welcome to the show. I like that. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing, Jick? <laughs> all right, boy, this is going to be on the front page of the paper tomorrow. All right, it better be. Um, all right, first topic out of the gate here. Let's hit uh, Bo Bergdahl. Let's start with Dr. Bridget Melson. You are running a political action committee for a man who may want to be our next president, Rick Santorum. I'm not saying that you reflect Rick Santorum's views, but, but you're in line with his philosophy. Do you believe that the White House knew everything the White House told us about Berg, Bo Bergdahl was wrong? Everything. And do you believe they knew all along he was, uh, uh, he was a deserter? Or do you suppose this was just inept, ineptness on their part? Um, definitely ineptness, for sure, on their part. You know, we do have the facts um, that he was a deserter, that people lost their lives because of it, good military people. So it'll be interesting to see whether there's going to be a plea bargain, if there's going to be a trial, what's, you know, yeah. Rice is going to do, but yeah. All right, so you know. think ineptness, I, I, I am, again, I, as I said in the previous segment, I am struck by the fact that so many of those who served with him came out and said, this guy walked away. He walked away in his own. He put us all in danger. Let's go to Will Vote, former uh, Clinton White House intern. Will, um, is this something that, that troubles you, that, that the uh, President Obama would exchange five high-level Taliban operatives for this guy? Well, I'm always a fan of getting Americans out that serve, so no American left behind. Um, but with regard to being a deserter, you know, I think that there's a case to be made um, according to the Military Code of Conduct that he was AWOL and not a deserter. I think that, that there's something they're looking at um, today because he was not gone from the camp more than then two to three hours before he was picked up by the Taliban. Is there going to be a plea bargain? You better believe it. Nathan Jessup, Jack Nicholson will probably reprise his role as he did <laughs> in A Few Good Men. And did you want the truth? Uh, absolutely, there's going to be a plea bargain. The military wants this to go away, and it wants it to go away very, very quickly. I don't know if it's the military as much as, as the Obama White House. Let's go to Jerome Hudson at the Daily Surge. Jerome, was this an, an aptitude on part of the Obama White House, or they just they just uh, they lied to us? I think the ruminations are out there. I think that this was twofold. Barack Obama, in an election year, wanted to take a victory lap. That's why he, he I think he used Bo Bergdahl's parents as as political uh, props with the speech in the Rose Garden. And uh, and, and getting rid of, I mean, these were two, uh, five of the worst Talib Taliban leaders, and he got rid of them, and that was the other party. He really wants to close down uh, Guantanamo Bay, but he's getting resistance from his party and of course Republicans and so you know making this swap was actually a means to to meet both of those ends it, it, it's it's horrible 
um, it, it, it's it's embarrassing. And I mean, like Sergeant uh, Mark Strong, he was a sergeant first class. He was shot in the head. Of course, there were six men who were killed uh, looking for Bo Birdall. But this but this man's is going to be confined to a to a to a, a wheelchair for the rest of his life. Mm. I mean, getting him back, he needs to he needs to actually face justice. Let's go to uh, Barry Nussbaum. A lie, or they just fumbled the ball? I, I think it's probably a little of both. The, the thing that I find most shocking, Rick, is he violated American policy and he violated American law. He didn't have the authority as commander-in-chief to make this deal, number he, one. He being President Obama. Correct. And number two, it seems, as John McCain said, it makes our soldiers uh, less secure because uh, it encourages more kidnapping and ransom. And at the same time, they went after the Taliban in negotiations, the worst of the worst, and they got them out. You know, and by know, the way, three of them are already making contact with their Taliban uh, former comrades. You know what, Barry, you bring, up, you bring up a good point. It incentivizes uh, kidnapping, if you will, if, if nothing else, so that you could uh, have, have a, a deal later. All right, switching gears now. Obamacare, the five-year anniversary was, was this week week. And you know, what's interesting to me is you have, we are still polarized. You, you hear pundits on the left say it's a great thing. President Obama gave us affordable health care. And those on the right, well, we saw what Ted Cruz said, it's time to repeal it. Uh, let's go to Will Vote. Where, the, the, have you heard any true success stories? 16 million Americans have health care, um, have health coverage uh, that did not have it prior to Obamacare. I had it last year um, through Obamacare. Um, and, you know, much like I think the, the Constitution, you know, and, uh, you know, Disney and Disneyland, you know, it's something that is evolving. You know, the wound is where the light enters us. That's a quote that Rumi says. And I think that, um, you know, as we move forward, there's going to be this criticism uh, the plan is going to be changed but people have health coverage we're you know the United States positioning itself as a world leader and not being able to have health care you know for its citizens oh, man. Um, all right let's go to let's go to Jerome Hudson and Tallahassee with a daily surge we just heard will vote point out uh, uh, Jerome that we, we now have 16 million Americans who previously did not have coverage that sounds like a success success story does it not yeah but the congressional budget office also crunched some numbers and in fact, people are paying more for health coverage. Um, uh, nobody, that's nobody. a very small amount of people that are paying more, and the deficit has been offset less than because of the. Because All right, let, of, let him. Okay, good point. Let, let Jerome finish here. Right, uh, thirty-five million uh, fewer people have have don't have health coverage today. Uh, Twenty-one percent fewer people are actually insured. I mean, silly things like people being able to keep their their doctor. I mean, we don't we don't really care about that. Employers being forced to cut uh, employees. Thirty hours is now full time. I mean, the thing is a complete mess. At no point in time is inserting more federal bureaucracy in any sector in America a good thing. And Obamacare is, is just another example of that. All right, we'll get we'll get our panels uh, other panel members take on that topic on the other side of the break. Uh, Democrats are crying racism as Republicans hold up the Loretta Lynch confirmation, but their desperate race-baiting attack is obvious. Even a John Stewart. Take a look at this. Stay with me from the Edge of America. I'm Rick Amato. We're back after this. Lynch, the first African-American woman nominated to be Attorney General, is asked to sit in the back of the bus when it comes to the Senate calendar. Oh, for sake. <laughs> 
No, she's not being asked. She's waiting on a confirmation vote tied to another bill. It's not the... You know, my guess is there is not a Senate procedural motion you could subject a person to that would rise to the level of Jim Crow segregation. Changing the amendment procedure makes me like a Cherokee on the paper trail of tears. No! <laughs> Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.